This is the post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel, bringing you all the big match reaction with views from the press box, the dugout and the stands. Liverpool 1, Manchester City 4, title defence over as Alison Becker blunders, see City run riot. I'm Guy Clark, welcome to the post-game podcast here on Blood Red as we react to Liverpool's third straight defeat at Anfield, the first time that's happened since 1963. Ilkay Gundogan, Raheem Sterling and Phil Foden capitalising on a 10-minute spell in which the Reds folded after Mohamed Salah had cancelled out Gundogan's opener. Well, coming up, Jurgen Klopp responds to those Allison errors. He's obviously um, very disappointed. And he was well, not today, not today. And then I said, yeah, that's a problem with mistakes. You cannot decide when you make them. You just can, the only thing we can do, we learn of it. And that's what we will do. The Echo's Liverpool correspondent, Paul Gorst, delivers his verdict. Liverpool will face off to the raw reality that uh, they are now fighting only for uh, a place inside the top four. And what for our regular contributors? They give their take on Liverpool's title defence. We can safely say that's the title done and dusted. I'd be stunned if Man City didn't go and win it now. Insight analysis and opinion all to come right here on the Post Game Podcast. The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Liverpool's defence of the Premier League title is now surely over after a 4-1 defeat here against Manchester City and Anfield. It's Liverpool's third successive defeat at Anfield and it means they've taken just five points from the last five games here. Uh, it leaves them fighting for the top four place only against uh, Leicester City to come on Saturday lunchtime as uh, Manchester City won their first game here since 2003. Um, Liverpool were in this for quite a long time, it has to be said. Uh, but a glaring uh, error from Alisson Becker, not once but twice gifted, uh, pretty much gifted goals. To Manchester City to make a 2-1 and 3-1 before uh, the gloss was put on proceedings by the outstanding Phil Foden late on. Um, a cagey first half, Manchester City were awarded a penalty when Raheem Sterling went over cheaply um, under the legs of Fabinho, but uh, Ilkay Gundogan, uh, he, he put his, uh, his penalty into the cock, uh, but he made, made up for it in the second half when um, Alisson spilled Foden's shot and Gundogan was on hand to turn it, to turn it in. But Liverpool got back into it through Mohamed Salah from the penalty spot after Ruben Diaz had pulled him back and uh, that was on the 63rd minute and it looked like Liverpool were going to rally round and finally pulled themselves out of this disappointing um, run of form that they've been in particularly at home since pretty much the turn of the year but it wasn't to be uh, Alisson gifted the ball to Foden um, he put it on a play for Gundogan and then uh, Alisson was once again at fault uh, passing it to Bernardo Silva this time who set up Raheem Sterling for the his first goal as a Manchester City player here with a, a tapping on the line a header pretty much on the line um, and then Foden made a 4-1 to really put the gloss on a result that was still in balance with 75 minutes to go but um, there's no real hiding place for Alisson or Liverpool at the moment Liverpool's injury problems are well documented um, that's been the case for much of the season the 4-1 probably flattered Manchester City here but it has to be said that um, any hopes of regaining that title have now gone Liverpool uh, involved in a top four fight only it has to be said a big one coming up against Leicester on on Saturday lunchtime, but uh, Liverpool will face off to the raw reality that uh, they are now fighting only for uh, a place inside the top four. Can they finish second? Probably. They're still in with the chance of doing that, of course. Uh, but whether they finish second, third, or fourth doesn't really mean too much. It just means that uh, Champions League play, uh, football will be to go for next season. That is so vital for the future of the club, the short term future of the coming seasons. And we know how much the Champions League riches mean in this day and age. So Liverpool at a time when funds certainly are stretched. We've seen that just by the fact that the inability to recruit a red top class, big money centre half in the January window. Liverpool need this Champions League money more than ever to sustain uh, further title challenges down the line. So Liverpool now 
embroiled only in a fight for the Champions League as Manchester City go 10 points clear and still with the game in hand. So it's finished here. Liverpool 1, Manchester City 4. The Echoes Liverpool correspondent Paul Gore stood Anfield watching on as the Reds crumbled at the hands of Pep Guardiola's Manchester City. Indeed, it is top four that is left to play for now in the league for the Reds. Not since 1963 have Liverpool lost three consecutive home games. Mohamed Salah's penalty, which had seen Liverpool equalised just the first home goal of 2021. Now no goal in open play at Anfield for 438 minutes and just one clean sheet in the last six. Damning statistics, not looking good for the Reds, who sit 10 points behind Manchester City, who also have the courtesy of a game in hand. Well, here's what Jurgen Klopp had to say, speaking in his post-match press conference with the media. Hiya, Jurgen. Um, I'm just wondering your thoughts this evening. At 1-1, that looked a very fair scoreline, bearing in mind how your players played, and then suddenly we're looking at 4-1. Yeah. Um, that's a fair assessment. <laughs> um, look, big parts of the game were really, really good. Um, I think tonight um, they played two teams against each other, one with a crazy good run, one out of 14th game in a row, um, another team with obviously different results, better and lesser good results. And then nobody saw that in the first half. You only saw, saw two really good football teams who tried to cause each other problems. And I think we were... For a lot of people, probably surprisingly dominant in the first half, played really good stuff. Um, little, little half time, keep on going, bam, bam, bam. Expect little changes because I always do that. Um, adapt to them as quick as possible. Um, find, the, find the right spaces to play football again because that's the main thing. We played really confident football tonight. And then, second half, we start, they changed systems to 4 4 2, uh, at least defensively. Um, so change the high press, um, and we have these few minutes where we where we try to find a solution in the last line, obviously, um, to find a free player in midfield. In midfield, um, the movement was not exactly um, like it should have been then. Uh, then they score their first goal. Um, we score the equaliser, and then we... Uh, make two massive mistakes. That's how it is. Uh, so and they use that and pretty much game over. It's a in a game when you have such a good mo- moment in the game. Ever so tonight, these two goals were obviously the killer of the game. That no, everybody knows that, um, and we don't have to talk or speak around that. It, it's that's the truth. And um, yeah, and then um, there's then Phil Foden <laughs> with a brilliant individual effort um, scores the fourth one, and that's why the result is there. So the two things are the result is actually the absolute opposite of what we wanted. The performance is is what we wanted for the majority of the game, um, but in the end we lost anyway. Uh, just trying to be positive, I, I'm just wondering how valuable the next six days are without a game, just to kind of regroup, get together, and even even get the new players involved into the stuff you're trying to do. Yeah, um, no, very important, very important for, for, for all the different reasons. Um, yes, of course, we, 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 have, we have to speak about that and we have to take it in the right way. So, yes, being, being angry about the result is completely fine, but don't forget the good stuff because, um, how I said, playing against City football like we did today, that calm and stuff like this and in, in small spaces, that was really, really good. That was really good. And um, so we will take that as well.
but I know people are mostly only interested in results and that isn't, isn't the right again. So we have to take that and we'll take that. James, before you ask your last question, I've got no other hands up. So this will be the final question unless someone uses the hands up. James, last question. It, 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 it sounds as though you're in the right state of mind just to bounce back from that. You know, people will hit you with all the statistics. You know them all. Exactly. So, yeah, I, I get that. I and mean, really, it's with criticism, it's always like this. We, 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 somebody can tell me um, whatever went wrong, stuff like this. I, I, I know the things probably before already, so that's not a problem. But um, I take that. But again, it's not the last game of the season. There are a lot of games to come. And um, I, if we would have played more often as we played tonight, um, we would not be 10 or 13 points behind City. But it's not the dreamland or whatever. We have to we, we, we have to accept the reality and we do that and we will fight. We will fight for results. And tonight we did that. We didn't get it because of our own own, own faults. That's clear. Um, but the good stuff we should keep. Quite a few now. We can't get around everyone. We'll go in the order that we've got. Carl uh, Markham and then Dom and Chris. Hi, Jürgen. You, you sort of touched on already, but I mean, Alison has been so good for you. You can't really account for for two mistakes like that in a game from him, can you? No. I spoke to him now um, <laughs> two seconds ago, actually. So he's obviously, um, he was obviously um, very disappointed. And he was, well, not today, not today. And then I said, yeah, that's a problem with mistakes. You cannot decide when you make them. You just, the only thing we can do, we learn of it. And that's what we, he will do and will never happen to him again. So uh, I'm pretty sure. Um, and that's it. But tonight it was decisive, I would say. That's okay. He saved our lives. Um, I don't know how often. And it's an a absolutely world-class goalie. Yeah. And tonight, it, yeah, some things went a little bit wrong. Um, we have to take that and we do that. Okay. Dom King and then Chris McKenna. Hi, Jürgen. I just wanted to ask, um, is Andy Robertson okay um, with him yeah. being substituted? Um, he looked like there was a... Everything's fine. Everything's fine. That's okay. All right, thank you. Okay, Chris, and then Dave to finish. Chris. Hi, Jürgen. Obviously, people were just saying now the Champions League is your main aim to, to win a trophy, but you're going to have... Is it going to be difficult to juggle because you need to finish in the top four and there's going to be pressure on that as well? But we knew that from the beginning of the season, so that's not new. And you cannot only go to the Champions League when you are from the first to the last match day in the Champions League spot. So it's, it's a, a, something to have to fight for. Three, four years ago, we were very the majority of the season in that spot. But then Chelsea started chasing us. Whoever is in front of us, we will chase them, definitely. But we have to do that in our games, obviously. It's, it, that's the only problem that I have to be. So we lost the game and we have to take that first and foremost. And I, immediately speaking, like we will do this and we will do that. It's just not not real. Um, so we have to um, we have to, 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 to deal with that tonight because I, every, what I said, I saw a lot, of, a lot of good stuff, a really good football game, a football game where I didn't see the, 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 the 13 points difference or whatever, but that's not important. We lost the game. I know that, but I saw as well a really good football team in red shirts and um, so that's important. Okay, final two questions, Dave and Paul. Dave. Jürgen, I just wonder what, what you could possibly say to Alison because obviously, you know, as you say, you can't, you can't, those mistakes, you, you can't help. I said to him already that we have stands. You can shoot the ball there. It's like it is. Look, that's not a mistake. It's a, it's a, it's a little bit a summary of, what is it? Um, but different things came together. So like we didn't offer 
exactly the right things because in the first half Ali played exceptional football so it was really calm on the ball passed the ball through in, in small spaces exactly how, what we wanted him to do and then in the second half he didn't in the beginning he didn't do that um, so he didn't see the offers because we didn't make them exactly in the right way and then the problem is now that he doesn't shoot the ball then somewhere far away from the, the, the dangerous spots so he knows that it's now not about that. I can't help him now through the night, but we all had nights like this. Um, and tomorrow, um, yeah, he will be okay again. And then we, we go again. Final question, Paul. Jürgen, in, in, when you've got um, a few days before your next game, is it beneficial to give the players time off and let them go and, uh, you know, Relax, not relax, or, or, or do you no, think no, it's... No, no. I know it... what you mean. I know what... Yeah, um, it's a... So they have a day off on Tuesday, I think. Um, tomorrow we have we have um, training, we have um, recovery and all that stuff, but um, then Tuesday will be off. I, I prefer that we speak tomorrow again about it just in the right manner, that we, that we have the day off then with the right mindset and uh, don't like it too much. It can happen from time to time if you are then at home and we all think our own stuff and think, oh my God, it's a catastrophe. So the worst thing in football in the world than, than losing a football game. For us, it's very, very important, no doubt about that. But um, I want them to understand and to know that the football we played tonight in a lot of in long periods of the game, if we would have played this football more often, then we would have more points. So that's how it is. Um, but that's how is that? How is that? We'll speak tomorrow about that, and then Tuesday will be off, and then everybody can recover. Jurgen Klopp very aware of the statistics and keen to move on from the 4-1 defeat at the hands of Man City. A trip to Leicester City next up for the Reds, followed by the first leg of the Champions League tie with RB Leipzig confirmed to take place in Hungary before a Merseyside derby at Anfield on the 20th of February. Let's now get the thoughts of our regular fan contributors. First up, looking to take the positives is Alex Watt from Did It Cross The Line podcast. Well, you won, Pep. Enjoy the title. I hope it makes you happy. Dear Lord, what a sad little life, Pep. Um, sorry, I have to make some jokes to ease my pain of that loss because, oh, such a frustrating one today. I feel so deflated after that. You know, this was a must-win game today, really. And of course, Liverpool have not won it. So, you know, the, the result itself didn't necessarily reflect the performance today, in my opinion. But... That mad 10-minute period in the second half just did it for us, really. You know, I felt like Liverpool were probably the better team in the first half. And then Pep obviously switched the formation a bit for City, made them a bit more direct in the second half. And yeah, I, I think they were the better team in the second half overall. But the scoreline in the end did flatter them a little bit. Um, and for that error and the City second goal to come... Just when Liverpool had got back in the game with the Salah penalty, it felt like we were really pushing for the lead at that point as well. It was it was just so frustrating, you know, horrible errors from Alisson for their second and third goals, which is just so out of character for him. It's not what he normally does. His passing is usually such a strength of his, as we know. And yes, Man City were pressing higher up the pitch in the second half to their credit, but I feel like... In both of those instances, Alisson wasn't necessarily being put under a lot of pressure at the time, so it was an odd one. You know, part of me does wonder if he was rushed back a little bit too quickly for this game after being out with, with illness. Um, 
especially since Kelleher was unavailable. I wonder if he was rushed back because those errors were just so out of character for him. It was very strange. Um, and yeah, I think overall the performance, I know there'll be a lot of hindsight chat now about the centre-back situation in this game, but for me, I, I felt like Klopp did the right thing with starting Henderson and Fabinho. I think he was understandably wary of throwing in one of the new centre-backs straight in into such a massive game. You know, Kabak and Davies have only had like four sessions with the squad, I think, and you don't want one of them to make an error in a big game and be massively under pressure so soon. So Fabs and Hendo is a safer option. Two experienced leaders back there in a game of this magnitude made sense. They were up against no recognised striker today as well, which brought its own challenges. So I think having the experience too in there made sense to me as well. And I don't think that setup at the back was to blame, really. You can't really account for the second and third City goals happening the way they did. But I think what was clear again was how much we missed Jordan Henderson in the midfield, particularly when we did have those spells on top. If we'd had both Henderson and Thiago in there able to move the play forward with their passing, it would have made such a difference, I think. But that's the story of our season this year, unfortunately. You know, to have your three first choice centre-backs out with injury at the same time and season-ending injuries as well. It, it's just ludicrous. It's not something you can really account for. Um, not having the fans inside Anfield as well is definitely having an effect. You know, this narrative that the pundits are now purporting that the Anfield fortress is gone, well, it's not a fortress now. There's no supporters there. So the atmosphere just, just isn't the same. It, it's it's an empty stadium. It's not the same thing. So, you know, this was Man City's first win at Anfield since 2003, I think, which says a lot because I don't think this would have happened quite the same way if there had been fans in the stadium because we know some of those players struggle in front of the Anfield crowd. But that's, again, one of the quirks of this season. And I feel like... There's been quite a bit of doom and gloom among Liverpool fans at the moment, but we have to have a bit of perspective. And first of all, compare this to the Hodgson days. It's not as bad as it used to be. You know, it's not as bad as it was a decade ago for starters. But also, this isn't a normal season. It isn't normal circumstances. So that all has to be taken into account with the title defence. It, it is worrying times, though. I think that's the title gone now. We know that. I'd be stunned if Man City didn't go and win it now. Um, but it was always going to be tough with the injury problems, the rapid fixture schedule, the lack of fans. But the fixtures aren't getting any easier. We've got Leicester next. We've got to win there. There's got to be a response. I think the likes of Kabak have to come in now to free Henderson up to go back into the midfield. Then it's Champions League. There's got to be a focus on doing well in that competition now with how far off the pace we are in the league. So yeah, there's got to be a response. And I'll try and end on a positive note. Um, a ref finally gave a penalty for a foul on Mo Salah, so that's something. Uh, that's all I've got, really. <laughs> and all I can say is be positive in the sense of, fingers crossed, we do see a reaction against Leicester because we need one after that. So keep the faith. Cheers. Up the Reds. Here's to the next one. The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Jurassic Witness with his thoughts on the Liverpool v City game. Devastating 4 1 defeat and 
we can safely say that's the title done and dusted. Man City, you're going to run away with it. Liverpool, absolutely blew it here today. Um, where do we begin? First half, not that much happened to be fair. City, they started off confident, locking it round, didn't create anything really. Liverpool grew into the game. Looked a little bit nervous early doors, but got a lot more confidence knocking it round. And we created a couple of chances first half. Nothing nothing ridiculous, but Manny had a good chance with a header for me now. And then the yeah, City got a penalty late on in the in that first half. Bit of a soft one, but Fabinho did dangle a leg. And thankfully, uh, Gundogan absolutely skied it. And you're hoping it's going to be a change of fortune for the Reds, but... Clearly that didn't happen going into the second half. Gundogan's got him far too easy within the first five minutes or so and you start to worry. Liverpool, they grew into the, started to grow into the game but Liverpool got back into it and we got a penalty on the, around the, the hour mark. Another soft one I'd probably say but he was, he was fouling him. Salah's got in there and Salah stepped up himself, took the penalty, he was never going to miss. And you're back in the game and you're thinking half an hour to go, it's all to play for. We haven't been great, but City hadn't City hadn't done that much there, really. And then the wheels have absolutely come off in the biggest way. Allison. Wow, what what can we say about Allison there? He's been brilliant for us over the years, but I think all three goals I'm I'm gonna put at fault. The first two in particular, what is he doing with them clearances? It's he did do this very early doors when he started with Liverpool. I remember, I can't remember who we were playing. It was one of his first games, and he'd done it, and he and he and he, he stopped doing it. He was used to just get rid of the ball, no messing around. But yeah, we. What was he doing? What was he doing for both goals? It's just criminal at this level to gift a team of City's ability, and it pains me to say, but you've got to give City a little bit of credit there for the way they they capitalised on the mistake. You'll say the. They were clinical. They didn't have much to do, but they, yeah, they were clinical once once they got the ball in that position. And Allison's absolutely killed us, hasn't he? And then you can even say the fourth one. Foldens made a good a good run and turn inside, smashed it, but it's right down Allison's throat, and he's got to keep that out. But you can see he's absolutely shot to bits. His, his confidence is gone, and. Yeah, the wheels absolutely fell off in that second half and it was it was all to play for when we got back in the game. So, so disappointing. Player-wise, I think the only person who's going to come out positive from that for Curtis Jones was excellent. Very unlucky, I think, to come off. He came off before the wheels did come off as well, so he, he can't be to blame. Um, I thought he was good. He was probably involved in the better things we did. I think the thing with Casey, he just needs to back himself a little bit more. Knowing that final third, he's got the ability. We can see it. He takes players on. He's got an eye for goal, but sometimes I think he's a little bit wary of losing the ball. Or just back yourself, lad. You can do it. And he proved it a few times where he went past players. And if he's just that little bit more confident in that last third, I think he could be a real, real impact for us, a real player going forward. But I say the rest of them really, really poor. Really poor. Thiago, I'm worried about him. I've mentioned him before. He got booked in the first two minutes, I think it was. A silly challenge. The man can't tackle. He's been booked in, I think, virtually every game. The man can't tackle. Just dives in. The game's passing him by a lot. He's, I don't, I'm really struggling with Thiago at the minute. and Hopefully, he'll fit in at some point. I think now 
he needs to be taken out of the equation. Take him out of the equation, get him on the bench. Now the title's gone, we need a bit of a rethink. We've got two new lads in. Get them two lads in, centre-back, centre that's covered. And then take for, get Fabinho, get Henderson and get them out of that defence. Get them where they're more effective in the midfield because it's the midfield for me that's that's lacking. The midfield's not getting the chances for the forwards. It's it's everything, isn't it? And Hendo, not, I've, I'm not going to go on about it again, but Hendo has got to be in the centre of that midfield. We've now got two centre-backs in. We were all happy about that. Play them. I can understand in a way why he's not done it today. Personally, I would have played at least one of them and moved Endo into midfield, but he didn't do that. But now, it's it, it, what's the point? Let's just bed the new lads in, move the midfielders where they should be playing, and let's try and get a bit more balance and a bit more impetus and a bit more speed into this side. Because at the minute, it's just not happening. Nothing's going for us. We're not we're not helping ourselves in any way. And that's really, really hurt me, that one today, to, to lose 4-1, reigning champions, to a team that's going to win it. We, It's really, really hurting. It's almost a little bit embarrassing what's happened at the end, the way we've gifted it to them. You can't gift a team of that ability chances like that. You just can't do it. So all in all, a hugely, hugely disappointing today, and we're going to have to pick ourselves up off the floor now, because we, believe me, I'm on the floor, the players are going to be on the floor, the fans are on, we need to pick ourselves up because there's a couple of huge games coming up. I think it's Leicester at the weekend. They're in the mix with us. It's all about getting in that top four now because the, the title's gone and I think it's the derby after that. So they're right in the, they're right in the mix as well, Everton. So two massive, massive, massive games now and we need a couple of wins. We've got a few days now to get our heads together. Get sorted, get these new lads, um, centre-backs, into the way that we want to play. Get the midfield back playing. Get the forwards linked up. Get it all going again. We've got to try and stay positive. That's really hurt. We'll go again. Saturday, Leicester. Come on, Liverpool. Massively disappointing performance from, from Liverpool. Well, result for Liverpool. Um, I don't think it was a great performance either, really. I mean, I know Klopp came on afterwards and was highlighting the positives and he asked to at this moment in time because it's a really desperate uh, couple of months for Liverpool in which no one really within the side from back to front, bar maybe Jordan Henderson, is performing anywhere near a level. And I think what he'd be trying to sort of look at and the positives that he'd take from it is not with the ball, but he'd probably think without the ball that Liverpool were able to control Manchester City for long periods. I didn't think that City created a great deal of opportunities. Obviously, the... The game got away from Liverpool for two really poor errors from the goalkeeper. And then the the results and performance can look a bit skewed, really. But I didn't think there was actually much in the game. I felt City were the better team. But Liverpool's uh, defensive position and organisation, I thought, was enough to, to mean that Manchester City, regardless of going into the game with better confidence and, and playing better, for, for I felt... The, not large spells, but I felt they were the better team overall. Could never really create opportunities in which to consolidate their, their their superiority. So that's what he'll he'll cling to. And I think obviously Liverpool at this moment in time, there's a lot about what's wrong with Liverpool, what are the what are the issues that Liverpool are having to, to cope with. And obviously the centre half position gets gets mentioned and there's no question obviously it's a massive a massive thing for Liverpool at the moment that having to play 
two central midfield players in the, in the roles and that was always going to be the case I felt today if he wasn't going to pick Nat Phillips he was never going to put the new lads in they haven't had enough time to train amongst the team get to know the patterns in which Liverpool play the positional sense all them kind of things so and obviously Liverpool are not as good at coping with moments when the Bills turned over and 1v1 duels than just not obviously Fabinho and Henderson are not Virgil van Dijk Joe Matip and Joe Gomez who've got the physicality uh, positional sense reading of the game athleticism all them things to be able to manage them situations I mean you've seen on um, the first Allison mistake the way Foden was able to bypass Henderson which obviously the consolidation of Allison's mistake probably wouldn't happen if Van Dijk's there because then Foden's not able to go by Van Dijk like it was Henderson and so on so there's no question if it factors in and Liverpool probably have a bit of anxiety about and you can see it within the game that they lack the confidence to pre- to sort of position themselves or throw as many players into uh, collective pressure of the opposition in their half because maybe they, they feel that vulnerability in managing them situations if they're able to beat that initial pressure. So them factors are all thrown in. However, Liverpool throughout this run have never been totally dismantled by a team or look totally disjointed teams creating unseen opportunities the structure organization of the team under Klopp regardless of if, if the, the mainstream personnel isn't there at the back means that the players are all fully aware of the duties and able to perform to a to a level in which they can limit the opposition and and always stay in games for the large part so that for me although being a massive you know, and, and the fact you're playing them players there as a knock-on effect of midfield and all them kind of things. So it is a factor, but it's not the main factor for Liverpool or the only factor. Now, obviously, you hear a lot after the game, and I listen to Roy Keane, whose diagnosis for every single defeat of every single team seems to be a mentality issue, which is just ridiculous. But he also mentioned about Liverpool, you know, thinking too much of themselves, getting ahead of themselves because of the 1-1 lead title. And I don't think anything you read about these players or people who know the players within the game and know the setup would ever think that it's a case that the players have got bad attitudes or, you know, uh, were, were too assuming that they were above a level for the rest of the teams and therefore, you know, not putting in as much effort or treating teams with disrespect. I think that's just absolute nonsense. I think more to the point is the fact that of regardless of the defensive situation, is that what Liverpool are unable to create chances in games. And again today, obviously, Salah gets the penalty, but I didn't think Liverpool ever looked like scoring apart from that and still could have been playing now and not scored. And it's been in keeping with the majority of the performances. I mean, obviously, at West Ham and Tottenham, they're more open games. You're playing away from home against teams who've expanded a little bit more in certain situations and Liverpool are able to exploit the pace, eh, the space, sorry. But, but in general, there's there's absolutely no question that Liverpool have got a major issue in coping or breaking down sides who seem to have found the perfect formula. There's almost a line you can draw between the 18-yard box for Liverpool when they're playing at the moment. They're unable to penetrate in behind that area. Obviously, Firmino's coming to the ball and his output is such that it's it's almost causing a massive issue now because you've got your central player who's just nowhere near in terms of output of numbers to be able to contribute. Puts more pressure on Salah and Mane who, Mane who are not playing well themselves, especially Mane at this moment in time. So 1-11, to 11, obviously Liverpool's players are, are not on the best of form, but there's a real disconnection between being able to create chances in that final third. There's a disconnection between the midfield 
here forwards, the combinations of play in them areas. Obviously, we know that Liverpool are on Manchester City side, the side who have multiple players like C. Foden's, Bernardo's, De Bruyne, who can find moving targets, find a pass. We know Liverpool potentially haven't got them players, but never have had. Liverpool have created opportunities by creating superior uh, su- superiority domination in the opposition's half, the full-back stretching the pitch, the forward players coming narrow, able to win second, second balls, engulf the opposition in their own half, and ultimately find different have different weapons to be able to create chances whether that be longer balls from Van Dijk etc breaking line passes from Joe Gomez switches a play to the full backs and then obviously you'd have that little bit of intricacy when Firmino was was combined but all of them things seems to have been lost the the modern day coach and that's why Guardiola and Klopp have been the best in their respective roles is because not only are they able to um coach magnificently without the ball but also with the ball the combinations of play in the final third are all rehearsed or choreographed they have something to fall back on rather than just individual brilliance they have a, a structure to, to the attacking and that seems to be totally totally inept at the moment in Liverpool's patterns of play it, it's relying on every time you see them there's no combinations in the game it's relying on individuals and Liverpool just do not look like scoring so for me Rather than analysing an attitude problem, rather than analysing a problem at centre-half in terms of defensively, I think it's different because I think the defensive position also has a knock-on effect of um, potentially being able to have as much confidence in pressing high without the ball and maybe building from the back. The focus needs to be on what the issues are between that midfield section of the pitch and forward line because until that is, is solved and the management are able to solve that, and recapture some of the territorial and combination, territorial domination and combinations in the final third. Liverpool continues to struggle, and at this moment in time, it is going to be a massive fight for Liverpool to get into that top four because they do not look capable of putting a run of results together or creating enough opportunities to be able to win games that will ultimately get them up the table. So, really disappointing day again today. Mark and Ross sharing their thoughts on the 4-1 home defeat by Manchester City. Well, not much cheer about for the Reds tonight. Let's see what's being said, though, in the Blood Red podcast Facebook group. Link as ever in the description for those who want to join in. James Moran says, Remember Istanbul. It's never over till it's over. Forever optimistic. You'll never walk alone. David Chester writes, Absolutely shocking. Just need to throw the two new centre-backs in now for the rest of the season and get Henderson and Fabinho back in midfield. Alex Horton says, I think Klopp will put one of the new boys in with Fabinho against Leicester. Over the next few games, we should see our midfield looking more like it should. And Ray Cairns writes, That was a lesson in football, that was. Get those new centre-backs integrated fast or we won't finish in the top four. It's that serious. For more in the Blood Red Podcast Facebook group, follow the link in the description of the podcast here, or head to Facebook and search for Blood Red. Final say from us here on post-game, following the defeat that could mark the end of Liverpool's title defence, comes from Owen from the Cop On podcast. Well, I could use one word to sum up that second half performance, but Blood Red is a family podcast and... I probably can't utter it. Let's just say that it rhymes with bright and light, which are two adjectives that themselves are the exact opposite of how I'm feeling. I feel as lightless as a black hole, as heavy indeed as Big Sam's box of mince pies. 
Liverpool are jaded, and this team that has given us so many thrills and spills is now breaking records in the wrong direction. It's the first time we've lost three consecutive games at home for over 50 years, I believe. Uh, And the title is now Manchester City's. Um, Despite a reasonable first half, what once was an arena in which Liverpool slugged their opponents chin-wise time after time. Now, at Anfield, we just look like the slugs. Alisson will take a lot of the blame, and rightly so, for being a numpty and not clearing his lines. But in general, that second half was as flat as the word for apartment in British English. What sadness. Perhaps when the proverbial dust settles, I can look back at Curtis Jones's performance as decent, on Mo Salah doing well to win his rather soft penalty and then blam it home, on Sadio Mane being back and being a nuisance once more. But I'll probably be fretting, because I'd just like to see Liverpool play well for 90 minutes again. I'll try not to suffer too much, though. The dark times make the bright times brighter. We should cling on to that. We will be back. We are Liverpool. But right now, I think I'm going to go to bed and just sigh for a while. So this is Owen from Cop On Podcast saying... (sighs) You've been listening to the Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel.